0: 1 Samuel 24. When Saul returned from following the Philistines, he was told, Behold, David is in the wilderness of Engedi." And Saul took 3,000 chosen men out of all of Israel and went to seek David and his men in front of the wild goats rocks. And he came to the sheepfolds by the way, where there was a cave, and Saul went in to relieve himself. Now David and his men were sitting in the innermost parts of the cave. And the men of David said to him, Here is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will give your enemy into your hand. And you shall do to him as it shall seem good to you. Then David arose and stealthily cut off a corner of Saul's robe. And afterward, David's heart struck him, because he had cut off a corner of Saul's robe. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my Lord, the Lord's anointed, to put out my hand against him, seeing he is the Lord's anointed. So David persuaded his men with these words and did not permit them to attack Saul.
1: And Saul rose up and left the cave and went on his way. Afterward, David also arose and went out of the cave and called after Saul, my Lord, the king. And when Saul looked behind him, David bowed with his face to the earth and paid homage. And David said to Saul, Why do you listen to the words of men who say, Behold, David seeks your harm. Behold, this day your eyes have seen how the Lord gave you today into my hand in the cave. And some told me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not put out my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. See, my father, see the corner of your robe in my hand. For by the fact that I cut off the corner of your robe and did not kill you, you may know and see that there is no wrong or treason in my hands. I have not sinned against you, though you hunt my life to take it. May the Lord judge between me and you. May the Lord avenge me against you, but my hand shall not be against you. As the proverb of the ancients says, Out of the wicked comes wickedness, but my hand shall not be against you. After whom has the king of Israel come out? After whom do you pursue? After a dead dog, after a flea, may the Lord be judge and give sentence between me and you. And see to it and plead my cause and deliver me from your hand. As soon as David had
0: finished speaking these words to Saul, Saul said, Is this your voice, my son David? And Saul lifted up his voice and wept. He said to David, you are more righteous than I, for you have repaid me good, whereas I have repaid you evil. And you have declared this day how you have dealt well with me, and that you did not kill me when the Lord put me into your hands. For if a man finds his enemy, will he let him go away safe? So may the Lord reward you with good for what you have done to me this day. And now, behold, I know that you shall surely be king and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hand. Swear to me, therefore, by the Lord, that you will not cut off my offspring after me and that you will not destroy my name out of my father's house. And David swore this to Saul. Then Saul went home, but David and his men went up to the stronghold. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be
1: to God. Man, what a story. <clears throat> what a story.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is
1: this is hardcore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know a whole chapter uh, in the wilderness of Engedi, in the rocks, going in a cave, and Saul and a, uh, David and his men happen to be in there.
1: Saul goes in, epic mental image, yeah,
0: to relieve himself. Epic we won't we won't image. go there. We already had a good good laugh about that before we went live, <laughs> and uh, but but he goes in, and then um, you know this famous story of David cutting off the robe you know uh, the corner of the robe of saul uh so i don't know there's some stuff that sticks out to me in the passage anything anything with you will
1: kind of sticks out i mean the whole story <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah. i mean definitely you see david so he the lord you know kind of there's like this moment of communication and then david Arises and he he spares Saul, but he cuts a corner of the robe, and then immediately, like this, is a really fascinating detail. But his his conscience immediately right is panged right that he like has done this against the Lord's anointed. We talked yesterday about just like the radical humility and submission that David displays right in that he he views this like deranged, sinful, murderous man as like the Lord's anointed right and i don't know we we, so we we see that on the fullest display um yet today and then you know he calls out to saul and and tells him the same thing but it's also interesting like he's not just like he he does say like may the lord take vengeance against you for me yeah And, and so it's not like he, he's just taking it, you know, and yeah. like so he's Saul's yes man. Like he he's clearly, there's a lot of, of, you know, tension and angst there. And I think too, what really strikes me is the, the courage mm. of David, you know, like mm. he, it, I mean, a first courageous act is not killing Saul. Right. But then the other courageous act is after Saul leaves, like going out and calling out to him and and bowing before him right like totally putting himself in a vulnerable posture even calling him my lord <laughs> yeah like a, a a man who has tried to pin him to a wall with a spear twice right, right. <laughs> like you know i don't think i would do that yeah. um yeah and, right. and so like there's a an, a massive amount of courage there so those well, are just some of the first like things yeah yeah,
0: yeah. and so i so i want to go back to where uh david you know kind of kind of turns and is and has the opportunity in the cave to kill Saul. Mm-hmm. And then uh I mean have you have you ever heard I'm sure you have, but like a check in my spirit. Uh sometimes we use mm-hmm. that language like I was gonna do something and then I had a check in my spirit about it. That. Oh really? Okay. My my parents used to use that all the time. Like uh so you know there's something that like you feel like I'm supposed to do or I want to do and you kind of get right up to the line and you're like, but I had a check in my spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Maybe it's like taken from this story. I've never put that together. Yeah. But um I, I do think the Lord works in such ways. I mean, obviously the Lord worked in in that way in this story. And yeah. so I think it's instructive for us as well that uh some sometimes we see something that is that is presumably right and good. And and there's just there's some like inner uh, turmoil that's going on. That's saying, this is not right. Mm-hmm. This is not good. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes that's, that's as serious as like somebody you're supposed to marry. Like you're, you're dating someone you so want it to work out and and you just feel this like check in your spirit that like, this is not supposed to happen. Mm. Or it's a job that you're going to take. And it's like, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. Like I so should do this. And there's, there's just something that's not right. Yeah. And, and we can't explain it, but you're, you know, As a follower of Jesus, like you're being led by the spirit and and there's something in your heart that's saying, I can't do this. And I think that's exactly what's going on in this story where David, I mean, you can just imagine him in the cave, like all he has to do is literally snap his fingers, 600 men pounce on Saul and like the guy is dead within seconds. yeah. That's all he has to do. And uh, I, I mean, you can imagine just how much David would want that at this point, or we would think that David would want that. I mean, he's you know quoting all, he's writing yeah. all these psalms and stuff. So I mean, his heart is like better than yours and mine yeah. if we were in that situation. But he
1: clearly, he wants vengeance. Like he wants the Lord to take vengeance. Right. So he's not like cool with what's right. going on. Right. Yeah. But he's
0: like he's so in tune with the Lord's timing mm-hmm. of everything yeah that's what's kind of crazy uh, yeah I'll I mean totally we get agree. we get in such a rush on when we think think things need to happen mm-hmm. and like imposing a timeline on the Lord of like you know certain things that need to happen at certain times right. and um I, I don't know my experience oh we got Siri. My Siri's watch. Uh, yeah, yeah. She doesn't Siri understand has some thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But But uh, my experience with the Lord is that my timeline, and this is not just like a quippy phrase. I mean, this is seriously my experience. Like the Lord's timing is rarely, if ever, my timing.
1: Mm.
0: Like it just never works out that way. Yeah, I I, totally. I always think like, man, I I you know I should have I I should have I should have met JoBeth earlier. Or I, I should have you know yeah. met someone earlier. I should have. Yeah. Had a job earlier. I should have done this or that or whatever it is, and um, and my timing is just rarely ever the Lord's timing. And yeah, I think, but but David seems to be like so in tune with yeah. the Lord's timing that it's like he gets up to that point where all he has to do is snap his fingers, like Saul, gone that obstacle out right. of the way. And what's going to happen? Like David's going to be made king. Samuel's already. Already anointed him, Jonathan, Saul's son, is gonna. You know, he knows that Jonathan's in his corner, so Jonathan's gonna be like, "Hey, David's our new king." Yeah, and uh, and I think Jonathan would have been okay with like Saul, you know, his father kind of being pushed out because he yeah. knows that he's oh, like yeah. turned crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know,
1: and, and you know, I, I I totally agree with like your what you're saying about the the timing thing. Mm. You know, Jen and I were actually it's funny that you say that about your life. Cause like, we've definitely experienced the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and, um, we were talking the other night about just sort of like life logistic, like future yeah. planning right. stuff and, and kind of like, you know, thinking about when we might buy a house and where, and you, you know, well, just you like, can
0: do, you can do anything if you just put your mind to it. You know, I heard a sermon <laughs> on that the other
1: day. I believe that. Keep going. Sorry. Uh, no, but we, we were kind of talking about, you know, where we like just, you know, pontificating about the future. Yes. Um, who I know. Doesn't love to pontificate. I love it. But we, I said like sort of at the other conversation, I was like, you know, but like the fact that like this makes sense to us now makes me think that that's not what God's <laughs> right, <doing."> right. 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 <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I have this document on my laptop that I love. It's like, my five-year plan that I made, like, my yeah. sophomore year of college. Right. And I didn't even know Christ covenant existed at the time. Yeah. And, you know, like, right, I, right. the it was so off. Like, literally everything, <laughs> besides marrying Jenna, like, literally nothing on there came to pass. Yep. And so, yeah, that's to the point of hmm. David's faith and God's timing. And then, you know, I think there is just such a great, like lesson within that of like there is never a time where where smudging the lines of like transgression and sin Mm. is like it's just sin is sin you know Mm. and I think like why didn't David kill Saul Mm. like ultimately it's a really simple answer I think it's thou shalt not murder like I think David just treasured God's law and you know one of the Laws. One of the main hmm. Ten Commandments is "Thou shall not murder." Yeah, yeah. And "Or you shall not murder." And um, I I think that like that is is like a core part of you know like just very simple obedience, even when it would have been so justifiable seeming to do something that was like not totally you know like clean and right, yeah. but like you have good intentions and like I think a lot of us do that. Like we like I will certainly be tempted to like blend the or blur the lines of faithfulness because like, Mm. it's like rational. Right. And and, um, David is just like wholeheartedly obedient and faithful. Yeah. And that's what always rewards.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, kind of speaking to the, what you're saying and then also the timing thing again, just, you know, I, I sometimes will say like that we're supposed to hold our lives loosely before the Lord. And so you know I, I think it's just a good practical word for everybody listening that um you know are, are you holding your life loosely before the lord I, I think it's i think it's okay to to think ahead you know to have the carlisle planning session and to yeah. think ahead yeah and, yeah and think like you know what, what does the lord maybe want for us or like where do we see ourselves in five years ten years how's he gifted us whatever But but to hold those things loosely before the Lord, and I think you did. Like you came back and said, the fact that we're talking about this probably means none of it's going to happen. But uh, but hold it loosely before the Lord and just say, Lord, you know, not my will but yours be done. And I and I think I think that needs to be the heart posture. Uh, that we have before the lord and i think that's what i think that's what david's doing here Totally, so great story i mean i'm sure you know if we started dissecting we could pull out all kinds of stuff but i think it's some really good really good stuff Mm -hmm. for an odr today so for will carlisle i'm barrett fisher
1: thanks for listening to our daily rhythm